0: Just One of the Guys is a movie about a woman trying to figure out how to compete in a man's world. And if you're in Gen Z, it's the OG, she's the man. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. This is 80's Movie Guide A Guide to What's Wrong with Your Parents. I love you. Just one of the guys follows Terry Griffith. The two weeks her parents are out of town. She wants an internship at the local paper, but her teacher puts two male students up for the gig, even though she is his prized student. It's also about how popular girls think that they have everything and that everyone should, you know, I don't know. Right, right. I mean, no, you're right. It's about, I mean, the thing is, is I, I think they had such a great statement to make with this movie about how things were skewed for Guys, yeah. um, you know, in, in, in this case it just turns out that her writing isn't good and she's not listening because she's so used to everyone telling her how great she is. And so yeah. I kind of hate that. I hate that that's how it comes out to to be. Is like, no, your writing was boring, which is what your first teacher told you. And then when you switch schools, your second teacher told you as well. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, that's true. And she was wrong. But now that I think about it, the reason she had that um, thought in her head was because the two teachers were saying stuff. Um, when they were in the room, they were saying like... Like, did you see what she was wearing today? I'm gonna help. I'm gonna hold her back so that I can continue to see her dress like a slut. Like
0: that's what they're basically saying, right? And so her, her boyfriend. boyfriend this is the craziest thing. Her boyfriend tells no, not her boyfriend. Her teacher tells her instead of trying to become a journalist she needs to have a fallback career, like a model. <laughs> like, when is a model your fallback career? Right. <laughs> like that's like, it's literally like my life was literally the opposite. <laughs> it's like your fallback career is being a journalist. You know, I'm trying to do stuff in broadcasting and broadcasting it on camera, <laughs> you know, but if that doesn't work out, I can always be a journalist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was just a head shake of a, some, you know, the two male writers not understanding <laughs> what life was like. Yeah. Um, um... But, yeah, I thought that was interesting, too, that they would even include a scene where pervy teachers are talking about their students in a sexual way. Right,
1: and then they continue to make the teacher look like this nice, awesome guy with nothing wrong with them. And, I mean, most guys are like that. They're pervs in their head and then with their friends. But
0: Well, we have our producer here. Ernie, is that true? Our guys mostly pervs in their head? Yes. Yeah, but now <laughs> but now you guys know not to express those feelings aloud. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> We've learned from many movies that that is just not (laughs) the thing to do Um, and experiences. Well, what did you think about the movie? It took you a while. It it took you to the end of the movie for you to realize that this was She's the Man, which was the Amanda Bynes film that was made, I mean, 20 years later.
1: Yeah. So I thought I liked the movie. I thought it gave a good, um, like, a good message. Uh I thought that, you know, girls should be, you know— They should be thinking about sexism and how their role plays in the male mind. So I think that that's, like, the good part of the movie. The bad part about the movie is that she, as the character, is constantly getting, like, not, like, sexually harassed, but having, like, sex jokes towards her and how she's a girl and how, oh, my life sucks because I'm a girl and I didn't get my grade and, like, you know, stupid stuff like that. I didn't like that part, and I also didn't like that um at the end when she's like I'm a girl and they did this exactly and she's the man and they're like no you're not and she takes off her shirt and she's her, she shows her boobs to every or whoever's you know around and she's not wearing a bra like neither yeah. of them wore a bra and they showed their just Full on tits to like, and she's the man. She shows it to the entire school, but and not her parents. to the camera. Not to the camera, though. But I was so surprised in this movie that they just whipped out her boobs like that. Yeah, like I was not expecting that. I was expecting like a cute lace bra, like, <laughs> and you know, or something to hold her chest right, down because she right? was
0: actually Joyce Heiser. They did bind her down. Uh, she has, I mean, I do have to say this, that I've had a change of opinion on, to some degree on female nudity, and that is, you know, sometimes you just want to keep it for posterity, right? Like, she, when she reveals her, they are spectacular. You know? Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's got big, beautiful breasts, you yeah. know, so good for her. And right. And when she's 70, she can look back and be like, Yep, you know, but but I still got it. But what I what I hate about it is that that wasn't in the script to show it on camera. And the female director and it was her first film. Yeah. talked Joyce Heiser into Doing showing that. her breasts. And so to me that's a little bit of what's wrong with your parents that even female directors were wearing, like, we need to sexualize this film. You know, we, got, we have to show your boobs yeah. in this movie. Because men, that's
1: what men want to see. And that's what's going to draw them. Well, that was because the thinking. And this I is think, a girl movie. Like, you but know what, what I mean? now
0: what's happened now is to show that that's not true. That was the thinking of the eighties that studio heads. And I don't know if this was a studio decision or it was just the female director's opinion, but, uh, that you had to have boobs to you had to have nudity to get the guys to come, or else they'll yeah. think, oh, it's just it's just a girl movie, and guys would not come and see the film unless there was nudity. But now we have. They also didn't think you could have female um, action heroes, and that yeah. you couldn't tell female stories, and you know. And now the most powerful Avenger is a woman, so good for that. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's fine with it, yeah. you know. And and, it, and everyone it, appreciates
1: it. I mean, everyone, including men that probably are sexist, are so like. Captain America—or not Captain America, Captain yeah. Marvel. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, you know, we—now, I believe that women have the power. We can—like, we have the power to control all men. We just choose not to for some reason. Like, if we chose to, like, not have sex with men and to not, like, go into what they want— we can totally control them by teasing them. Like, like <laughs> Ernie it's is full probably, control. Oh, Ernie's shaking his head yes, actually. Yes. He was like, yes, you can. Yeah, and <laughs> you know what I found out on Twitter the other day? I found out, like, this girl was like, listen to me. We could wipe out the male race. You know why? Because uh, apparently to make an egg— It's something with like hormones. Like you can you can fertilize an egg not using semen, Uh basically, and using like or like another body, like another part of your body to make a baby, and that it will always come out a girl. Uh In that, in that way. So (laughs) we don't have to, we don't need men at all. We can wipe them out if we want to.
0: Well, look, by the way, if you look to wonder woman, what Island Ernie, what Island do they live on? Uh, is it lesbos or Amazon or I I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Island, they get along great. That is a well-functioning society with no men. I don't know how they impregnate. I don't know how they get pregnant and how they come to be. But, yeah, it, it, it seems to work well. Um, but we shouldn't use sex as a weapon. So just to What are that you talking there. about? That's <laughs> no. what men do. They okay. they
1: literally use sex as a weapon Let me to, tell you against us. This. Because they have f- crazy cravings that they can't <laughs> handle because I'm
0: a man and I need sex. You know what I'm saying? I so, think guys have come along. I think they're doing pretty good compared to where they were. That, looking oh, yeah. through my whole life. History. I think guys are I'm really proud of where guys are today in general, although you have these older populations that keep trying to are back to trying to push women down. You know, we're, here we are uh, in the beginnings of a presidential election and there's more concerns that we can't get a female president. And, right. you know, all of these things that men still have their qualms, even if they're not expressing them and yeah. even women, you know, so we, we still have a long way to go. But I want to tell you on that note that it is millennials who ruined it who ruined so your generation? No Cole's generation, your brother. Yeah. Yeah. And Christie's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm Gen X. And so Gen X, like, you know, we were, we just, uh, finished the podcast on casual sex Mm -hmm. and talked about how women went from being like, it was completely fine in the early eighties where no one gave women. Nobody thought twice. If a woman wanted to have sex with a guy, she just met. It was fine. Nobody judged her toward the end of the eighties where there was a lot of slut shaming, which has continued. Um, But then somewhere in the early 2000s, (laughs) things changed and it was millennials. So the whole thing about how guys don't take you on dates and don't try to romance you, millennials did that to you. Um, they, and so I remember that there's a woman that I was friends with who was a casting director on The Real World and she like flipped out on some contestants because You know what these girls would do is they would come in and they would say, oh, you know, instead of giving a kiss after a first date or even before a first date, they give a blowjob. And she's like, you are ruining it. (laughs) We have set this up. This is why guys take you out. This is why they give you, they romance you. You can't just give it away like a jelly bean. I mean, you know, it has to be earned. You know, they have to, or else they're not going to treat you well. They're not your, and they're not going to call you back because you already
1: blew them and they've already gotten their side satisfaction <laughs> out of you they don't need you anymore
0: that's what happens to, so like, like so and then there's no need to get to know you right yeah. because because there is a male need to uh to chase you yeah. know that there is something in testosterone that makes them want to have a bit of a hunt yeah. to to get the to, to romance a woman and to feel like they've earned it yeah yeah
1: yeah it, it, it sucks for me personally because i feel like i uh I don't want to say this in front of you, but I feel like I have <laughs> the sex drive of a man, and I feel like that's why I can't get a boyfriend because I give it up so easily. Oh, and okay. then I'm like, okay. I don't like you. All like right. I'm the same way. Like I'm like I that no, I don't want to talk to you again. <laughs> like that's gross. Okay. Like, it's
0: weird. All but of your then claims not- of your of your virginal innocence are now like uh, uh you, you know already knew that. Well, I know you've had sex, but you know you've basically been telling me and our listening audience that people have put no, you in a category of being a slut uh, and you're not. So
1: now. no, I'm not. No, okay, like this is the thing is that I mean I think a lot of girls like nowadays um we don't like we realize that we don't need boyfriends. Like all like we don't need boyfriends. A lot of, I mean, a lot of the people at my school have boyfriends right now. Right now it's cuffing season. So it's what season cuffing season where you get a partner. Like it's, it's the season where everybody's dating someone. Really? Yeah. That's what we call it. Is it before? Is it like a pre-prom thing? I need to lock down a date. I'm pretty sure it's like that. And it's also during Christmas. I feel like my cuffing season is Christmas because me and Logan always end up dating right Mm -hmm. before. Yeah. (laughs) So like, but, uh, anyways, A lot of transferring schools, you know, the school I was at before, they are bullies. They just want to bully someone and it's really crappy. And I was just slut shamed the first day walking into school, not even hooking up with anyone. I never hooked up with anyone except Logan, who is my boyfriend. And I just kissed him like once or twice. So like I I walked in being like, okay, I guess I'm a slut now. But at my new school everyone's like who cares (laughs) we're all sluts (laughs) like like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. so that's what i like about my new school and what i like about the girls uh, at my school is because they're like i don't care like i like penis (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i can get it if i want to Mm -hmm. like that's what that's what the girls are like which is why i feel like i've adapted to that but um you know, it's, it's a better situation, honestly, because we're more comfortable with ourselves and we're more like we can control them. Mm-hmm. That's what most of the girls have figured out is that mm-hmm. we we can totally control them if we want to.
0: OK. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Let's go back to talking about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast is, I mean, I, this is all. I love these things that come out about your generation and yes, you specifically is about our generation. It is. And how it, changed. it is. Um, what did you think about? The film, though. I mean, like, what was your... Well, you know what? Actually, what I want to ask you is, what did you think about Terry's relationship with her horny brother? I mean, I thought that was so... I have a brother who's three years older than me. We never once talked about his sex life. Never once. (laughs) I certainly didn't have... And in the 80s, I will tell you that guys did have half-naked girls and posters on their wall. That wasn't... I don't know about actual Playboy centerfolds covering the wall, but of course, this is after his mom... And dad went out of town. Yeah. But what did you think about their relationship and about um, Buddy in general?
1: I mean, I feel like that was a brotherly sister relationship. I feel like him talking about sex all the time. I mean, she was obviously uncomfortable with it. She's like, ew, you're never going to have sex. <laughs> like, it was basically her just making fun of him yeah. for being so horny and not being able to get anyone. She's like, I can get more <laughs> girls than you. Like, you know what I mean? So that's what do you I think like. think he is? Um, he seemed, he said 15.
0: Yeah, and the actor was 15. Yeah. So isn't that even it like. isn't that even skeevier though that he's fifteen and then he does wind up like having sex? I don't know. I mean, I know this is in the eighties. I mean, you have the geek who's a freshman in Sixteen Candles, and they're having you know, in yeah. whole conversations about sex. And I can't say that that wasn't in the eighties a big topic of conversation in high schools. But when you think about it as an adult about fifteen year olds hooking up, it's just like Ew. you know
1: what's really gross. I want to bring it back to my generation. Is that Not my grade. My grade was uh, very, like, people got into drugs and sex more towards sophomore year. um, And some freshmen, just because, like, we were, you know, going to high school. But kids that are in middle school now? Are you kidding me? And when I was a sophomore, the seventh graders at the school at... uh, Elementary school. Oh, wait! Or don't
0: call out schools. For um, the the
1: elementary school that I did not go to, the one that was attached to <laughs> some school. in the same in the same district. <laughs> let's just say in the same district as my old school. It's the same district. Okay, fine. Just it's, let's say a school okay, I know. Okay. Of. Well, then shut up. <laughs> so the middle school in the same district as my old school. That's very skeevy. Period. The um the seventh grade girls got swell bottles banned from school because they were bringing vodka in them. Um, They were eating pot brownies in the bathroom and ended up passing out (laughs) in the bathroom. And they're in seventh grade, mom. I was like, are you crazy? And I was a sophomore. I'm like, I could never imagine myself like at that period in time thinking about any of those things. I I didn't know. I barely knew anything about alcohol. Didn't, didn't even think about weed um, or any other drugs was like, that's bad. Don't do it. And I, I was, was not focused on that at all or sex. Like I like boyfriends for sure, but we never, I never did anything with my boyfriends in middle school. Like I, Kissed one my serious boyfriend that I continued to date like eight more times. He was the only boyfriend I had like kiss, and when we were dating in middle school, we only kissed once or twice, mm-hmm. and they were just like like little pecks. Mm-hmm. So like I'm I'm like how are these like the are the lower generation from my generation is just so stupid and I don't want them ruining. (laughs) I don't want them ruining what my generation, I mean, we're technically we're in the same generation right Right
0: now. I mean, unless they, they, they do something significantly different right now, you guys are classified together. I'm a
1: senior and I feel like the sophomores right now are where, uh, we are all the same. Like, I think it's the sophomores and then, uh, once we get to the freshmen right now, I mean, I don't want to be like freshmen suck, but like, that you are, but like my <laughs> friends who are sophomores now, I was friends with them last year when they were freshmen, they were cool. But like every freshman I've met this year is like extremely shorter than anybody was <laughs> freshman year and is just looks like a baby. And, but apparently they all, they're all just desperate to do drugs and it's so stupid and it's so dumb. And like, All the, like, littler kids, not littler, but, like, freshmen that I've Uh met are like, oh, yeah, I I had sex at 13,
0: 14. And it's just like, ew. Like, that's
1: so gross. Yeah.
0: Like, ew. Right. Right. I agree with you. um, there, um, you know, one thing that I think is great about just one of the guys is that while Buddy is so, you know, while Buddy just wants to have sex, we know that Terry— he has had sex. She has a college boyfriend. They don't ever show that. They show him kind mm-hmm. of pawing her. Yeah. But um, but that's it. You know, they, they don't really... They don't go into that. And I do think it's funny, though. This is where I'm going to pull Ernie back into the conversation. Um, okay. So she gets him alone, Rick... You know, when she makes friends with Rick and she thinks, how do guys talk? And so she initially just starts trying to talk to him about sex. Are you a virgin? You know, what, when have you had sex? And, and, uh, and he's kind of like, hey, whoa, you know. So Ernie, the question is, how much, when guys are together, how much of the conversation is about women and sex?
1: When you're 15, all of it. Like, okay. 15,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. Like your hormones are just so off the charts.
0: Yeah. And like,
1: uh, Buddy says in the movie, he's like, "This is just men. This is my hormones right now. <laughs> like, yeah. this is this is it's just a- puberty." Like he literally says that. It's all I can think about. It's
0: all I yeah. can. Yeah. Okay. Like, so you can't judge me
1: because I can't help it.
0: <laughs> One of the fascinating things. Uh, so Joyce Heiser said part of the. Re- I think she does a great job playing a guy. She is such a believable. In the, in how she looks without makeup when yeah. she cuts her hair, she looks like Michael Jackson. Well, they, and somebody said in the movie she looks like uh, who was it? Somebody mixed with the Karate Kid, which I was thinking no, she did yeah. like look like Ralph Macchio. No, which they is, said
1: that he. They they said that she looked like the Karate Kid, but she had this uh, specific, like, yeah, she had like this style, this thing. And she oh, right. looked like the karate kit. Yeah. Oh, right, right. 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 Like
0: yeah. And so, um, which she did. And, and she said that the reason she thought the part was perfect for her is she was the older sister to three brothers mm-hmm. and she actually had always wanted to be a boy.
1: Yeah. and is she trans or like is she just like
0: no I just wanted to see what it would be like <laughs> yeah I mean no she just thought that it was a good role for her because she'd always kind of wanted to know what and I think that there is a fantasy I, I I would love to know for one day what it's like to be a guy I don't want to be oh, a yeah. guy but I want to know what it's like to have a penis I want to know what it's like, to, like to, to shave your beard like that's my biggest thing I'm like I want to know what a
1: beard feels like like going like this and having scruff all over your face while you're just that touching is the it. last thing I want and like because how I to hate shave my underarm
0: and, you know, legs. I hate shaving.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, for guys, they don't have to shave except their mustache. So, like, it's different for them. Which is, but, but, like, I, I, I don't know why, but I've just always wondered what that's like yeah. because girls like I've seen plenty of videos where like guys like my girlfriend tries to shave my face and they're like like the guys always get so nervous and like mm-hmm. the girls are like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do because it's like scary because there's a blade in their face and they're always like
0: am I bleeding am I bleeding am I bleeding <laughs> well there's definitely no gender fluidity in 1985 um there were though a lot of these gender bending movies uh Tootsie was huge I think the year was 1982 uh, 1981, 1982, and, and that was just a, a blockbuster where Dustin Hoffman dresses like a woman to get an acting gig on a soap <laughs> opera. Um, and then, of course, he falls in love with his co-star, mm-hmm. and there's that awkward moment. And then um, uh, Julie Andrews was in Victor Victoria, where it was a, a similar thing, and she has to show her boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so this was kind of a regular thing. And um, so I think that – but but, you know, even – I think they mentioned the word transsexual. Yeah. They're joking about that where Buddy's on the phone with his mom and says, oh, yeah, you know, Terry's become a transsexual and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I think there was more of a fascination with that. And today, I'm not sure that the reactions would be as shocked. No, no. At all.
1: I mean, the thing is, is I was actually just going to say this, like when I was watching it, I gasped a lot because, I mean, even though I've seen She's the Man, um, like the part where she's like, everybody still thinks that she's a guy and then she kisses Rick. Uh-huh. Like that was like, <gasps> no, like everybody thinks she's a guy and everyone's going to think they're gay. And like, that's just like really not good. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like that was just like a huge gasp. Uh-huh. For me, and then when she showed her boobs, and then when you know, just I think there are a lot of gasp things, but it's all like social cues.
0: It's all like socially like that. It's not about like the trans well, or the, any, well, or the, the gayness or anything really like that. Progressive for 1985 because you know the one. So we do have Williams Zabka, which by the way, nice that they referenced the Karate Kid, even though she does yeah, look I like know. Ralph Macchio because. He's uh, in it. Billy Zabka's yeah. in it, who also played the villain in By the, the way, Karate Kid. Why is he always the villain? He's a good villain. though. I know he, he is, is a good, v- and I love Cobra Kai. Oh my gosh, <sighs> I love that show, and he's so good in it. He knows how to be the bad guy who's conflicted. Now you know, that's where he's become now. Then he's less conflicted, but like you the see insecure
1: how you can bully. see where
0: he gets hurt when the tables get turned on him, and just one of the guys. Yeah, uh, that that really that that's I like that. There's a little tiny bit of depth to Greg Tolan in the in the film. Um, but. So, you know, there's a lot of, oh, you're a pussy, you're a pussy. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean gay. It yeah. didn't in the 80s. It just meant you were weak. Yeah. But And then he says, well, you're a tulip. And he says that a couple of times. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's true. You know, like, I'm not sure what he's trying to say. I don't know that it was necessarily a homophobic slur. I mean, slur. I think it was definitely. I
1: mean, I don't think tulip is a slur. I think it's just um, I mean, an it, adjective. Well, or I not think an it could
0: be taken a as verb, a homophobic no, slur. No. But <laughs> I think in this case, it could be meant, just mean that, you know, he's... Feminine or weak yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I think he just
1: means it's feminine. Like I think that's what they meant it to be. I don't think that they were trying to make. I don't think tulips a slur. I wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't call well, that a slur. Well, flowery is a, when when you talk about someone who's gay or you used to like to say that they were fruity or flowery would be a they way said to describe fruity. it. Oh, they did say that? Yeah, they did say okay. that. <laughs> um But like let's talk about where it's progressive. Okay, mm-hmm. so besides the fact that we get this story, this, her her boyfriend actually, um, Terry's boyfriend, when he realizes what she's done, he actually doesn't have a problem with that. I mean, she breaks up with him. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? Of course, like anyone would, but he, he doesn't have an issue with the fact she's dressed as a, a guy. Mm-hmm. And then when she's trying to explain to Rick what's going on, because Rick's like, oh, it's okay, you're gay. And he was fine with it. Yeah. And so, may, that and maybe in uh, I think probably maybe this is because the early '80s uh, homosexuality had a a pendulum swing itself, where it was much more accepted I mean, in the early '80s, and then with AIDS and everything, there was a backlash yeah. where then it became. You know, I
1: think AIDS definitely triggered the backlash because I don't think anybody.
0: No, why do people care? Like, there's no reason for people to care. So, like, I feel like they didn't. Like, there's two passages in the Bible. That, like, there's two brief mentions, and then that's you just like, by the way, don't eat sausage. I mean, it's the and same Christian. <laughs> I don't know how you can like eat sausage and have a problem with gay people. You guess it's not fair you to know, do both. And and <laughs> and Christians
1: love to bully trans people. And there's not one thing in the Bible that says anything about trans. Oh,
0: and by the way, there's nothing in the Bible. Bible it says it's okay to bully anybody. Yeah. I mean, that's the most
1: anti-Jesus thing ever. Like Christians Christians are one of I feel like they've definitely taken our name down <laughs> and they definitely just dropped it with like I mean, we've always had this like oh Christian people just forced Christianity on people. Ooh, like Christian. I feel like I don't know, whatever. that's, that's not about the, movie. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's not about Christianity. So all right, we'll 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 keep rolling through. But he does the uh, the boyfriend does i don't know why i just thought this was really annoying when um she's drunk and she's like oh i was in the closet or whatever and he's there and um she's wearing she's literally just wearing an oversized sweatshirt and jeans like Mm -hmm. that's all she's wearing and he's like you look you look like hell Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, she looks exactly the same as she did 10 minutes ago. She's just wearing an <laughs> oversized sweater, which every
0: single woman does. Like, it, like I was like, why does she look like trash for I wearing think an oversized sweater? Well, I think from a script writing point of view that that moment is where we don't want where it's OK for us that she fall in love with Rick. Yeah, because she has a boyfriend mm-hmm. and they from all there's there's no in, indication that he's a bad boyfriend so uh, so they had to switch it. So we feel okay with the fact that she's falling for Rick. Mm-hmm. So we had to see some indication that her boyfriend was kind of a jerk. Yeah, and that this wasn't something we wanted for her long term. Well,
1: I mean, we I mean they tried to show that in many ways. They try to show that like sexually he was just wanted to be. They they showed that the brother was just not in him like at mm-hmm. all because the guy because Buddy knows what that guy is like uh-huh. and he knows that that's just
0: bad news. And then there's well, another. Well, like I he's just pushy because he says you know you're my girlfriend's little brother and you're annoying yeah well no no no. i'm saying buddy doesn't like him because buddy knows the type of
1: guy that he is and that he's just basically using his sister because she's hot Uh you know because like when he wants to take her out he's like why do you look like that like we're going to a nice restaurant she's like it doesn't matter he's like no i told you to look like like you were gonna bring the fire and Uh you're not doing that yeah and then he continues to say that her um like, the thing that she wants to do with her life, the journalism, is just a hobby. Yeah, And that's when it's like, you're done. (laughs) And he tried to save himself on that one, which I liked that he didn't, like, he wasn't just a jerk about it. He's like, Ooh, I didn't really mean it like that, Yeah, but like it came off like, but that's all in this
0: one important conversation because then she goes, uh, because she's on the date with Rick and she's starting to realize that she likes Rick. Yeah. So it's, we need to see that it's not going to last with the boyfriend. And so him saying sexist things helps us be okay with the fact that she's about to, Toss him. Yeah. Um, By the way, Rick is so cute. He was like, he's such a great character. Yeah,
1: Even with his hair, not slicked back. I know. I love his eighties makeover. I know. I know. I I thought
0: that was so funny. Um, And he continued with it and it was good. It worked. And I really like the takedown of the bully. And I love the fact that they said, listen, he may have the muscles, but we have the brains. And it's so hard to advise kids how to deal with a bully. It Mm -hmm. really is hard to overcome a bully. That is what our country has been trying to figure out for a long time. And it's really come to a head recently, you know, um, because, I mean, I think even his supporters would agree that our president's a bully. I mean, how how do you how do how can you bring them down? And he does. He does by calling him out for what he's doing and saying what kind of. Man or you, that you need to lift tables and makes you know people feel small and yeah. humiliates him on that level. Yeah, um, which, which is, is effective. It's I mean, his girlfriend it was like, effective. I'm done.
1: Yeah, the girlfriend part was effective. Him being insecure was effective, um, but it didn't you know stop him trying to beat him up. But uh, I think that you know. The thing is, it's really hard for kids to deal with bullies, mainly because first of all, they're like, this guy's a lot stronger than me. They're a lot, they're more confident than me. They have more friends than me. Whatever, right? So that they could totally beat me in a fight. Then there's also the fact that um, what happens with, you know, a lot of racism in court right now is that there will be a bully, like someone racist. And then, and then, you know, that other person will, you know, lash out and beat him up. And then now that person is going to jail because someone was bullying him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, like even though the guy totally deserved it, now the, the guy that was just trying to defend himself is now in prison for six years. Mm-hmm. The racism actually just brought me to uh, a thought that there are no black people in this movie.
0: Mm.
1: I just realized that like all the men that came out of the locker room were mm-hmm. all white. Mm-hmm. All the coaches and all the teachers were white.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I didn't see one black person in this movie.
1: I yeah. Don't think.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. I know. Welcome to, to Hollywood movies. Yeah. I mean, we where, know where, the, where did that take place? Like where was, you, you know? know it's, I mean, like the, I, I mean, there were the beach was there. Yeah. They, they're somewhere. I want to know where that venue is. That's right on the ocean. Cause yeah. I don't know. Wh- no, I saw that. I was like, that looks like a dope prom. Like, I know, that but I don't so know where cool. that is. The only place I know that even has anything like that is Vegas, like in a fake, you know, in yeah. the back of a club. So I, I don't even know where that would exist. I'm curious to know, but obviously it was shot in LA. They don't ever say which exact city there. Were were black people in L.A. in the eighties? Yeah, um, but that was Hollywood movies. And oh no, the one black person they brought up was Rick. Really liked him. I oh, can't remember James his name. Brown. Yeah, that and was James it. Brown. Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> By the way, there is a musical. Uh, uh, there, there isn't. There is. Mu- it has a great soundtrack, and the music goes. Throughout this film and with references, and so the one important thing is I I wanted to mention is that this movie is one of the first examples of meta, even though it's not the full meta and what we know meta to be. So there's Bruce Springsteen all over her room, and she mentions her favorite artists, and one of them is Bruce Springsteen. In real life, Joyce Heiser was Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's girlfriend, mm-hmm. and had been for a few years, yeah. so that was kind of fun. And they had other things like you know YouTube they,
1: posters, and they had yeah they had a whole.
0: Thing. Um, they also you know there was so much graffiti in the bathrooms, mm-hmm. and one said Lisa and Joyce are sluts. Well, that was Lisa Gottlieb and Joyce Heiser, <laughs> you know, that's who they were referencing. That was a little Easter egg, and then uh, of course the Karate Kid reference, and there are several things in there yeah. that are sort of meta and fun, um, without the full wink that we do now in a meta movie, but it, it was kind of before its time. I actually think this movie holds up well as both a time capsule and, you know, just a, a movie that still works today. Yeah, no,
1: that's, I mean, that's probably why they re- rebooted it to She's the Man, because, I It mean, actually had two
0: sequels, although those sequels, I have to tell you, I don't recall. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> they, they lived up to this, and I love that they more or less uh did decide to cast unknowns in this film, mm-hmm. um, except for they wanted, uh, the, the studio wanted... William Zapka to be in it from oh, The Karate yeah. Kid. They asked for that, and they said the rest of it, just, you know, go find new talent. And, they, and then Sherilyn Finn went on to, to do Twin Peaks and have a real career. Uh, Billy Jacoby, I remember seeing him a lot. Uh, you know, and Joyce Heiser did a couple of things before she sort of disappeared. I mean, most of those people went on to, and then Ari Gross, oh my gosh, one last thing. I love the aliens. I love the alien. I mean, it's not a realistic character. The two students who are oh yeah, they were <laughs> so funny. They're so over the top. But I love that they found each other, and no one has a problem with them. You no, know, they like separating. Them I know to they're like tease, ah! to make fun of them, yeah, but yeah. like
1: it, they're not like actually doing anything. To, like, no,
0: yeah. But I love that the whole school just lets them be. You know, yeah. they are in that the, the lizard guy. You know, was so <laughs> right,
1: was he's so weird. Right, he's
0: weird, but everyone just knows him, and he's he's he. Is is who he is and i appreciate that they let those characters you know that they weren't getting bullied you know mm-hmm. that they just were i mean they were because uh greg would dump their yeah. uh lunch i every mean day. but that was just greg being a bully he did them. it to everybody yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah and what i think is funny is that the lizard guy had a date and if rick didn't change his style and didn't call out uh whatever his name greg or whatever his name is like, he wouldn't have a date, but the lizard guy would. Yeah. <laughs> like, the lizard guy has a date, and he, she might not be totally into him, but he has a date.
0: Yeah, and then Sherilyn so. Finn was like, I like them. And I was like, oh, good, the cute the cute little girl. Um, um By the way, uh, she just, to me at least, she looks exactly like Madonna. Oh, she was adorable. I don't know that she looked like Madonna. She. Oh, but let me say this. Wait, this is the what's wrong with your parents. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Got to include this. Mm-hmm. The most shocking scene in that film to me is when Terry is trying to figure out what to do with the fact that Sandy, Sherilyn Finn's character, mm-hmm. is in in, you know, upstairs in a bedroom, wearing lingerie only, yeah. waiting for her, thinking it's him. Yeah. And she's got to deal with her boyfriend Kevin, who she's just sent to the car to wait on her. Yeah, and just throws and, her brother and was like, You can have her. Yeah. Right? As if that's what we do. So, you know, so Sandy is just gonna be what chum or something like for her I mean she they, she just gives her to like as if no. sandy doesn't have a choice at this point i'm a little concerned that buddy is a predator. I mean, he's yeah. he's been really creepy in situations like when he has the girl come over to study and they're alone. I'm worried for the girl. Yeah, I am so too. glad the boyfriend um, Kevin was there to protect her. Yeah, and then and then we see that he doesn't. He's not going to do anything inappropriate. He didn't with her. He doesn't with mm-hmm. Sandy. Um, and so we can only hope that those characters knew that and leaving them alone. But yeah. I was worried for them that something rapey was going to yeah, happen. Me too. But the fact that Terry's like, oh, there's a girl who's half-dressed up in your room. Go. You know, to help me out. What? Yeah. We don't girls cannot
1: do that to other girls like yeah. also I feel like if she had told Sandy
0: and like had admitted it I feel like Sandy wouldn't have like maybe but she couldn't let her I mean true she was almost at the end at that yeah. point she was getting so close and it was just a short experiment so she just had to get through a, a period of time but yes I mean there were definitely moments where you're like you could have done this but yeah. then that would have ruined the movie alright well I'm Tara McNamara and I'm Riley Roberts this is 80's movie guide a okay. guide to what's wrong with your parents. And please listen uh, to more of our podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher and Blog Talk Radio. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and everything else
1: at 80s Movie Guide.
0: Thanks for listening.